Errol Tremaine stepped into the common room of Timon's Folly, the inn where he was staying, and immediately noted the eyes that fixed on him. He was clad in simple travelling clothes. Those in the inn could not know for certain that he was a knight of Salamnia, but they could mark him as a foreigner. That in itself brought attention enough. Had he not prudently decided to leave his armour back in his room, the rest of the patrons would not have pretended that they were looking anywhere but at him. Ignoring the others, he marched toward the innkeeper, a heavy, bustling man named Breck. The innkeeper was the only one to give him any sort of greeting, likely because he felt a kinship with the young knight. Breck's grandfather had been the Timon whose folly had earned the inn its name, and likewise drove the family to leave Salamnia. Timon had been a knight of the sword, like Tremaine. Tremaine was of the opinion that Timon's line had grown much too soft in only two generations. Good evening, Sir Tremaine, the man said in a voice that carried well. Now all the patrons looked up. Master Breck, Errol Tremaine's own voice was low and just a hint sharp at the moment. I have asked you not to use my title. Salamnic knights were a rare sight in the land of Istar, much less the holy city of the same name. Errol, coming from the more secluded southwest of his own country, had never truly understood why. Both the knighthood and the king-priest, he who was ruler of Istar, served the same lord, the god of light and goodness, Paladine. Once compatible, the two servants no longer seemed to be able to work side by side. There were rumours that the church had grown jealous of the knight's power, and the knights jealous of the church's wealth. A Tremaine never bent low enough to believe such rabble-rousing. The house of Tremaine might have seen better days, but the pride of the family was still very much in flower. The young knight had come to Istar three days earlier to learn the truth. My apologies, Master Tremaine. Have you decided to take your meal here? We've not seen you since you arrived. My wife and daughters fear you find something amiss with their cooking. Errol had no desire to talk about either food or the innkeeper's family, especially where Master Breck's daughters were concerned. Like many a woman, they were taken with the young knight's handsome, albeit cool, visage and his tall, well-honed form. Errol in no way encouraged them and, in point of fact, found the thought of mixing base desires with his holy trek to Istar sacrilegious. I have come merely to ask some information of you before I retire for the day. So early? It is barely dark, master. Breck thought the night a little odd. It was clear that the innkeeper either had forgotten or had never been told by his grandfather about the daily rituals of a Salamnic knight. Errol frowned. He wanted answers, not more questions about his personal habits. I saw a man arrested by the city guard, a man who had simply been standing by his cart and selling fruit. I have made purchases myself from him in the past day. The soldiers gave no reason for his arrest, something unheard of in my country. He was chained and dragged. I'm certain there was a proper reason for it, Master Tremaine.
Breck interrupted quickly. His smile suddenly seemed strained. Will you be staying for the games, master? Rumor has it that there will be something special going on this time. Some say the king priest himself will attend. I do not believe in these so-called games, and I've seen enough of the king priest, thank you. Everywhere Tremaine wandered through the vast city, with its tall white towers and extravagantly gilded temples. He saw the benevolent image of the holy monarch smiling down at him. The many majestic banners, which had initially reminded Tremaine of his training days at Vingard Keep, all bore a stylized profile of the king priest. Sculpted faces, like the one that hung high on the wall behind Master Breck, invoked a frozen blessing on the night.